another outside the box, not following the rules. Today's topic is bailout. I've been involved for a year and a half with a campaign to reduce the inmate population of my local Penobscot County Jail, and there's lots of ways to do it. But despite our group's persistent pressure, the jail population continued to be too high, averaging about 175 to 185 in a jail, with a maximum capacity of 157, and another 50 to 60 inmates boarded out to other jails because of overcrowding. But that changed in March, when the Trump virus took over. Suddenly, police policies changed. The jail population shrunk to about 120 to 135 inmates in the jail, and another 20 to 30 boarded out, although those numbers are increasing again. Most other county jails in Maine experience similar changes of one-third to as much as a 50% reduction. There are a number of ways to reduce the excessive number of those in county jails. The simplest way? Don't arrest so many. Why arrest someone when they're charged with a nonviolent misdemeanor? Shoplifting, drug possession, trespassing. When a police officer can give them a citation, a ticket, or give them a warning, like someone who's driving too fast or goes through a stop sign. There are also various diversion programs available to keep people out of jail. One popular one is provided by Maine Pretrial Services, a several-day-long program for those charged with minor offenses. Well over 100 are in the Penobscot County program. They attend the sessions and then show up in court for whatever crime they're charged with. They aren't jailed before trial. There are also treatment programs for those whose actions were influenced by mental health needs or substance use disorder. Such programs are underfunded and overbooked, but sometimes people can get into programs and avoid jail. Restorative justice, a conflict resolution process, has also been used, especially with youth under age 21. Many legislators and the public are demanding bail reform. Bail allows those with more resources to get out of jail while awaiting trial, but keeps those with little money locked up. It's economic discrimination. Here's a shocking figure. Two-thirds to three-quarters of those in county jails are pre-trial. They've not been convicted of any crime, innocent until proven guilty. Either they cannot afford bail, or they're held without bail, supposedly because they're a danger to someone else in the community, or may leave the area if released. Some who commit bail or probation violations are also jailed even though most of those violations are not illegal, such as failure of an alcohol or drug test, being out after a curfew, or staying away from a specific business or individual. They can be fined or responded to in another way, rather than being locked up. While we think of debtor's prison as a thing of the past, it's legal in Maine to jail those who have fallen behind on payments of fines, and who do not contact the court for a new payment plan. No one should be jailed simply for not being able to pay a fine. Judges have been holding court sessions every weekday instead of three days a week, 
which has allowed many to avoid a day or two in jail. Some sentences have been reduced as a result of the virus or other extenuating circumstances. Some believe that being convicted of a crime can deter further criminal acts, but the amount of time served, whether one month or one year, does not significantly increase the the deterrence factor. District attorneys have lightened charges against those accused of crimes and lowered bail amounts. When a person is locked up, even if they haven't been convicted of any crime, they often lose a job or other income sources, housing, health insurance, and access to children. This can be life-damaging or even life-destroying. The Maine Prisoner Reentry Network has recently formed to provide more resources to those being released from jail or prison, so they're less likely to be arrested in the future. Virus or no virus, sheriffs and district attorneys, with help from judges, defense attorneys, and bail commissioners, can reduce the numbers in jail if they make a commitment to having as few people as possible in jail. They can keep numbers low by arresting fewer people, using more diversion programs, especially for those needing to address mental health or substance use problems, and changing the bail system so it's used rarely or not at all. They can stop locking up those who violate minor bail or probation conditions. They can decriminalize some quote-unquote crimes. They can reduce sentences for those who are convicted and make it easier for someone coming out of jail to stay out. Have you ever served time in jail or know someone else who did or is now? How did the experience impact you or them? I'm Larry Danzinger, supporting mass decarceration.